Hey, this is Simeon from uh, Monument City, fan of Everton. Welcome to the DU Football Show, and uh, Graham's going to have no kind of college fun left after this. False. I know somebody is a little chesty this week because they finally hit one. I've hit a couple before. Nothing to live up this magnitude, of course. I mean, it's 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 like you're all grownsed up and grownsed up. Your balls are dropped and you're feeling all chesty because of your result versus my results. And you're probably going to run your mouth a lot tonight, aren't you? A lot. Then let's go ahead and start the show. Hello and welcome to the Drunker United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League as told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston. Across the way is the chesty Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing? Uh, very well. A lot of money in my pockets <laughs> this week. No, 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 no. It's not a lot of money in your pocket. It's a lot of money paying back your ginormous debt. Well, is there a difference? <laughs> so does uh, so does uh, chesty cocky Sam equal zero energy Sam? Or no, does it, was, or is it equal going to read my phone and not do a back and forth with my host? Show? No, it, it equals okay. I'm saving my wittiness and humor for later on. So we're recording at Studio H just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Uh, <laughs> be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and most importantly, share with a footballing friend. Hell, share with any friend. Uh, should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Sam, why don't you tell the good people how they can get in touch? Sure, you all can get in touch with us on the social medias, <laughs> at DU Football Show, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, that is. Uh, and then DUFootballShow at gmail.com to get in touch via email. We also, Again, we check our DMs, so hit us up. Um, and we would love to hear from everybody. Excellent. So, most importantly, Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry, have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we all have a drink in our hand throughout this show. Every show, we are drinking a big old humdinger today. Yes. There's going to be a bit of a theme here, kids, over the next few weeks. So, uh, Sammy, what are we drinking? Sure. So we've got the... Uh, <laughs> Fifth-ranked whiskey on Whiskey Advocate's Top 20. Yeah, we do. Uh, and that is the Arbolor Abunad. Very well done, sir. Right? Good job. Uh, it's the cast strength uh, uh, mark from them uh, at 122.2 proof. Uh, so 61.1% by volume. Uh, on the label, it is uh, described as a Highland single malt, uh, but actually is um, from Speyside. Uh, the distillery is in Speyside. Uh, which is technically part of the Highlands. Yep. Um, despite it kind of being its own Scotch region. Right, of course. To, namely because the space side has so many has so many distilleries. distilleries yeah. Pretty much what is it like seventy percent of the distilleries for single malts are in, in the space side specifically. Yeah. Um this is batch number fifty eight. Uh and this house actually, fun fact, produces a ton of whiskey for doers. Mm -hmm. Uh for, for some of their blends. Um this one is aged exclusively in ex bourbon barrels that have Oloroso Sherry butts. Uh, and uh, aged in those casks for 15 years yep, and so bottled straight from the cask. <coughs> yep, absolutely no water, so you get really intense flavors. And this one and it is, is a big boy. It is a dessert bomb. It is caramel and butterscotch all fucking day, man. And it is a lovely, lovely whiskey. And despite being 122 proof, not overly hot. I mean, you can feel the alcohol for sure, but it's not like it's not burning like crazy. Yeah, it's not killing the back of your throat. Would you be angry if I did this over ice cream? Yes. Yes. 
Especially because it retails like $90 on the shelf. So, yes. Well, there you well, go. Because you, you didn't give me that caramel, piece of information. So, glad you said it. caramel and the yeah. butterscotch. I'm like, hmm. And, and I like my <laughs> whiskey and milk at the winter. So, like this and some yeah. cream. 80, 89, no, no, 89 no. to uh, no. 109 on the shelf, <laughs> Sam. Um, the only way that works is if it's in a hot tea, which you would never put this in anyway because it costs too much goddamn money. Yeah, you said $89.99, and $94.99? Uh, more to $99.99. Um, simply because uh, here's something, guys. When you see the top 20 whiskeys come out, retailers will tack a few extra bucks on them, so be ready for that. The other thing, too, that you may notice is barrel strength <laughs> stuff is always more expensive than non-barrel strength stuff. Um, even when it's at the same age. And part of that is um, the proof is what gets taxed. Yep. So there you go. Oh, very good. That was all. It felt like you had more to say there. That was some knowledge you just threw down. Thank you. Yeah, Graham. so the higher the proof, the more money the distillery has to pay in taxes to the government. And there you go. So you, uh, equals higher price on the shelf. And you're not cutting it with water, which means there's less product coming out of that barrel. Also, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Very good. Well, then uh, let's get into it. Let's do it, guys. You know, I'm just kind of waiting for Sam to say something that he should say because oh. he's reminded to be a fucking tool. Nope. Fuck no. you. Okay. Well, <laughs> since Drink Sam, responsibly. Thank guys. you very much, everybody. <laughs> I was just waiting to see if you jump in there, you know, kind of, you know, hang you out there, see if you go, go ahead and do what you need to do. But no, no, you well, didn't care at all. You were rude to me earlier, so <coughs> I'm hanging you out to drive by not ag- falling into your shit. Tell you right now, will not be the last time I am rude to you tonight. <laughs> um, sometimes, Sam, when it seems like it's all going to fail, uh, all you need is just a little bit of hope, Sammy. Just a little bit of hope. And maybe it a final second winner or a three pointer in a building that you haven't done it in since the 60s. Yeah. If you got that little bit of hope, you have a chance. Aston Villa 2, Watford 1, Burnley 2, Manchester United nil. So I'm going to tell you a little behind the curtain here, Sammy. Went up to Philly because I was up in Wilmington earlier on Tuesday for business. Right. And I went to Philly to watch. There's nowhere in Wilmington worth going. Well, there was, there's not a, I didn't find a Wilmington Everton supporters supporters group. group. No, I've been to Wilmington also. Not my favorite town. So I went to um, Philly to, uh, catch the game at O'Neill's Pub with the well, a couple of Philadelphia Evertonians were there. Not a lot, but a great little joint and had a fun time. Um, when I get back out to the car, I call her to see how she's doing, and her game's still going. I already knew the result. So clearly she was a few minutes behind, just a, just a few, just a few minutes behind. He didn't tip his hat at all. Like, I have no idea. <laughs> That's cute. And I'm like, how's it going? What's going on? What's going on? And I know, and she's like, okay, we're... We're now at the 95th minute, and I'm like, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. The goal happens. She drops the phone and starts screaming at the top of her lungs. She's just got the bug, man. Losing it. And, and I just thought to myself, I was like, that's it. We got her. She's ours now. Yep. She, she likes it. So, Mel? That was incredible. Apparently, the, the kid that thought he got the goal didn't get it. It got credited to Tyrone Mings. So I, I have something about that. Yeah, I'll let you cover that. But <laughs> the emotion, like him running into oh, yeah. the stands. And 22 years old. Everyone just, it just, oh, made my heart sing. 
And that was a hard game. And I'll admit, when you guys talk about Fat Drake, I didn't know who you were talking about. Troy Deeney. Well, now I fucking know. <laughs> he looks like Fat Drake. Now I fucking know. Yeah, he really does. Which um, <laughs> I have a pre- when we do injury time, the music we're going to go out on tonight is uh, a present to you. Oh, thank you. I was going to tease that for you right now. All right. You're going to love it. Can't wait. Yeah, well, he was kind of a dick the whole game. Now I know He's why everybody dick hates him. Most of the time. Oh, yeah. 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 Total dick twad, but. <laughs> Dick Twad. Uh, Dick Twad. It was, right. it, was, it was such a fantastic match to watch, and it was emotional. I'm in there by myself, cussing, yelling, crying, pleading. Good. You got the bug. Phrasing. I, well, told, I told you how I ruined my wife's bug, right? Uh-uh. No. The 3-2 against Villa when we went in September. The third goal goes in. Uh-huh. The, uh, I think it was Aubameyang's free kick. Yeah. And during celebrating, I hit her. Accidentally, Aww. I was like, "Yes, whap!" And so instead of being excited with me, she was pissed because I punched her in the shoulder, and yeah. that pretty much and that's it. it. She already didn't like it, Hashtag and I was like, awareness. "This would have been the moment, right?" <laughs> yeah. Nah, nope. Nope. You punched it. I fucked it up. You fucked it up. Yeah. So you're lucky you weren't here. Well, and what had to <laughs> probably be even harder for Villa fans is Watford's been on a pretty decent roll. They seem yeah. to be getting oh, yeah. it together. Then Watford goes up one nil. Yep. And, and you're like, "Oh shit." You could just kind and of feel been, the life been, go out of the building a little. Like a guy and, that's just a fucking what I call it, a top twat nod. What did I say before? You I said forgot. dick, dick twat. I don't know. It just comes out naturally, and I have no idea. There what was I some thought. other muffin reference. Like, did you have the other come day? muffin? Yeah, come muffin. All right. Yeah, that was another one that she's come up with because my wife is uh, one with the uh, clever witticisms. Let's say. Yes. Do you uh, know what a limp the... biscuit is? Uh, yes. Remember that band? Yes. A bad band from uh, 2001. Excuse me. Rolling, rolling, rolling. That was later in their career. It was not the best look, no, but it was all right. The early stuff was fantastic. But but then there was, you know, I mean, I they're not, they shouldn't be given that much credit for their name because there was the Circle Jerks back in the 80s for punk. Uh, Anyways, damn. guys, this is not injury time. Correct. That's the kind of talk yeah. you have on the other show. That's right. And if you want to tune into DU After Dark, uh, a.k.a. Injury Time, uh, yeah, you can find us at www.patreon.com backslash DU Football Show. Thank you. Jack, oh my God, he got so many breakaways. And then it's him against three guys and he's doing the best he can and just... Couldn't make it happen on his own, but the team got some confidence, played back up, and got the win. So yep. no malort for me. There you go. Uh, Douglas Louise roofing the shot. His first goal for a very long time. Yeah. yeah. And crowd surfed yeah. <laughs> through the Villa supporters. Loved so that it. was yep. lovely. Loved it. Um, and then, as you said, Esri, uh, Esri Konsa. Um, Tyrone Mings, there was a knockdown in the box after a, a Pepe Rainer free kick from about midfield. Uh-huh. Knockdown in the box. Mings got on the end of it, um, kept the ball alive, passed it to Consa. Consa, or maybe he didn't, maybe pass it to somebody else, they pass it to Consa. He got taken out, which they probably could have called a penalty for. Consa smashes the fuck out of the ball mm-hmm. and just... The touch of the season, really. I mean, it was the last touch of the game, effectively. Uh, he got a stud while rolling on the ground from that fierce Kansa shot. That shot probably would have been saved had it not been for that stud that Tyron Mings purposefully, yeah, definitely, on, definitely on purpose, mm-hmm. touched that as it mm-hmm. went by him. Uh, and uh, <laughs> here's here's a question. I wonder if um, and the dubious if, goals uh, panel uh, strikes again and takes the way the 22 year old's goal, um, right? That he celebrated so vigorously. Yeah, it's like 
It's still his goal. We know do you it's think, his goal. It may not be get do, started to him, but everybody knows that's oh, his yeah, goal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So do you think if um, that goal doesn't get scored, do you think VAR reverses? It's, the, it's uh, absolutely possible, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he got cleaned out. Oh, it, was, it was definitely a penalty, but also, let's face it, we from, from the stats that we've seen with VAR so far, the unluckiest team to uh, handle with VAR has been Aston mm-hmm. Villa. Yeah. They've been the ones that have been screwed the most by it. Right. So, yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's, I mean, that plays into it for sure. <coughs> well, we toyed with this a little bit on injury time last week, and it's worth bringing up now is Watford, you do everything to get ahead. This could be like the gut punch, man. You finally it's get possible, ahead. Yeah. And then, and then you, and then you turn around later in the week and lose to Tranmere. In the FA Cup, a team you were beating Aww. three to nothing yeah. in the first leg of the FA Cup. Yeah, that might be the old one-two that takes the old wind out of the sails. And it's, I mean, Nigel Pearson's going to obviously keep, try to keep them to task as well as he can. But also, at the end of the day, the players on the field have to do it. And to lose like that, that way, when you were up one nothing and you thought you had it, that's that's gonna yeah, be I a mean, kick. Yeah, I mean, they they it's not like they weren't short on chances either. No. I mean, they had they had some chances. Dude, did you see that one save? Did you? I told you to watch it. I don't know if you yeah, did. Yeah, Where um, Spanish Howard had the uh, hat trick of saves. Made uh, three saves right in a it row. It was so awesome. I preferred to call that patty cake. It was. You're like <laughs> tap, comes back in tap. Catch the fucking ball, mate. You know you can do that. It's not volleyball. You can catch there it. There was one where he had to dive. Tapped it out. He dove for it, came back up. Like Yeah, it so badass. it was originally the cross, right? Got right. a hand to that. Only put it in the path of Fat Drake. He shot. Maybe it was Delafeo. Either or. Mm-hmm. He shot. No, Delafeo had the cross. He patted it out. Fat Drake got onto the end of it. Saved it with his knee kind of and hand together. Right. Got up again. And then Tyron Mings tried to put it in his own net. Wow. <laughs> and he saved from there. It was. It, I didn't notice that part. It was great reactions. It I mean, was. Elgato is truly back. You well, know what I mean? It's, it's a veteran presence in the net. Mm-hmm. It puts your defense a little bit more at ease. We were talking about it before. It just. You know, if you you know you're not going to have heat, and you he can't. Was, keep I noticed going he was down the, there the, cheerleading and putting the people on and keeping his team in check. Yep, like he was doing great. <clears throat> well, that's that's what you need when you're in a relegation battle. That's that's exactly what you need. And yeah. he's known for that, like being a cheerleader, which is good. Which is yeah. what we need. 14 games left. I'm feeling really good as the villainista. Huh? Don't get too confident yet. That's a it. lot of game. Like, be quite you're, careful. You're, it's only as good as the next week. I you know? have been nothing but sunshine and motherfucking <laughs> rainbows. So don't take the wind out of my sails. All right. So Burnley do the unthinkable and the shockable. And is, go it un- to is it unthinkable? Well, let me finish my thought, and you would hear that I would say they get a win in Old Trafford, although Man United, let's face it, offered very little competition. Absolute sight. Uh, Burnley were held to just two shots on target, though, because Manchester United had so much of the ball. Um, they were two doozies, uh, but Burnley were ruthless as fuck. <laughs> Scored yeah. on both of those shots. Yeah, uh, Manchester United, again, were absolutely terrible. Of 24 total shots they had, just seven of them were on target. And to be fair... Uh, to Burnley, Nick Pope didn't really have to be spectacular no. at all. No, he didn't. Um, he didn't have to stand on his head one bit. Uh, everything was fairly routine, <coughs> minus maybe one of those chances. Was a little flick header, I think, that he was kind of 
the body positioning was weird that he had to get to up in the corner. But other right. than that, and then you had the one that got called called back on Shaw because Shaw did push the guy into the ground. Yeah, but that, I mean they they just didn't do anything. They're Manchester United are weak. Uh, they lack leadership, and it's obvious. Um, and they may have been distracted by the physique of Harry Maguire that was on display through uh, that gigantic hole in his shirt. <laughs> I'm not sure. Did you see how it happened? Uh, no, I didn't see how it happened. It wasn't on the highlights either. I feel like if something like that goes down, they <coughs> need to be able to figure out why. Because basically from his armpit almost to the seam on the bottom of the shirt was ripped. Yeah, I guess he on just his went right to, side. He just went a little air conditioning, wanted to, uh, you know... You know, like the uh, maybe the Ashley Barnes tried to get after him, like the T-shirts that all the uh, kind of like uh, head banging kind of guys would wear from the uh, from the eighties. Oh yeah, with, with the, the real real yeah. cut off. Yeah, yeah, but it was cut all the way down the side. Yep, yep. yeah, yeah. I oh, do remember yeah. that. Definitely, I do remember I, that. Um, Mella got a reference. Hey, how about that? If I was <laughs> playing bingo, that would have been a square. <laughs> so, um, he. You have Manchester United in fifth place currently, but on 34 points. Yeah, pitiful. They're still not, traditionally, the 40-point mark is the safe from relegation spot. There was a stat that showed... Technically, they're still not safe. ...that under Mourinho, at this time, in his first full season, he was at 54 points and in second place. And the second time, he was at 44 points and in third place. Or, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, fourth place. And well, now it is yeah. thirty like they're ten they're, yeah, they're points. ten they're ten points worse off than they were last season at this stage. And <coughs> I the players aren't good enough, number one. Yeah. That's a big problem. But they also do, they have no panache anymore. They don't have there's no creativity, there's no drive, there's no determination most of the time. And a lot of that piece of it comes down to the manager. They're exceptionally okay. Yeah. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is not good enough. And, and and he's getting found out and getting found out quickly. It's no longer people are no longer scared <coughs> to play Manchester United or even scared to go to Old Trafford to be honest. But uh don't worry, you know what? They get they got their uh they got their comeback win. They went down to uh went off to Tranmere and got a good six goals today, you know. So. Yeah, and Ooh. celebrating like you know, we talked about the US women at the World <coughs> Cup that we were p- both pissed off about. Yeah. Um Yeah, sure it was a bit of a banger, but it's fucking Tranmere, man. Yeah. You can't be that excited. What do you like, yeah, I know you're a center back, you don't score many goals. That's that's all well and good, but you don't celebrate like that. What are you yeah. doing? You, what are you doing? You just lost to a team for the first time in your stadium in damn near close to 60 years. Yeah. Don't go getting all excited when you're, right. winning, when you're winning an FA Cup game against opposition that's two levels down from you. Like exactly. Just- you know there's only two teams that Sean Dyche hasn't beaten in the Premier League. Uh, you guys and uh, it was United, right? No. After this, there's yeah. still two. Okay, you guys are one. I don't one. remember the I other think, one. My point is, is yeah. we're one of them. Yeah, I know you're one of them. Yeah. <coughs> so um, to point that out. So um, <laughs> one, one, one final uh, um, question then for, for this, and then we'll move on. Um, United, their front office, is this finally letting them know that they're not football evaluators and that they need to get football evaluators into the club yeah they need some football men to to write the ship here um can't be woodward anymore i can't no well he's terrible he's a he's brilliant 
in his business sense, he's fantastic. He despite them falling out of the Champions League and a few of those the the other things um, that are surrounding the club at the moment, off field issues with Pogba and and some of that stuff. They are stronger commercially than they were previously. Um, so he's he's great at that, and that's wonderful. And you need that in this day and age, right? Right. But eventually, is that a sustainable business model? If you're not in the conscience of, you know, you're not coming up against Barcelona every season now. You're not coming up against Real Madrid. You don't have those marquee ties. You're going to fucking Ruben Kazan <laughs> in the Europa League. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It's not the same. It's not the same level. And will it continue to be commercially viable if the results don't match? And I would tend to say no. Um, so they, they need to get a football guy in to, to try to make some decisions, to try to bring some cohesion, and they need a top manager. They need a, a proven manager and give that guy some time. They also need, they need some clubhouse people too. They need some players yeah. that'll help build up like uh, the the people that buy into the shirt that yeah. that know what Manchester United is and what Manchester United is all about. Yeah. And that desperately and play for the badge and play for the shirt and the history and uh, everything that goes along with it. They have a, a lot of individuals. Um they have some people that buy into the idea, but it is just all over the pitch you can see glaring holes. You know with Obviously, with any club, okay is not good enough. But this is Manchester fucking United. Yeah. Okay is never. Well, yes. Correct. It's never good enough. But we glossed over, didn't even talk about Jay Rodriguez. Oh, the goal? It was, it was a fantastic goal. goal. It was a really fantastic good goal. Fantastic goal. So a really good goal. <laughs> and big Chris Wood on the swivel as well, half volley with his weaker foot. Yeah. Both of them. They were brilliant. They were, dare I say, Manchester United-esque goals. Uh, it's, that's the kind of win you want to get if you're Burnley. Do, oh, yeah. uh, do, you're starting to get dragged into the relegation battle. Get a win like this, get you right the fuck back out of it. Right, for now. Uh, both of our sides drew this midweek, Sammy. Uh, both had the same scoreline, but... That is the only place where the similarities lie. Correct. Arsenal 2, Chelsea 2, Everton 2, Newcastle 2. Mustafi in 3, 2, 1, go. What the fuck? (laughs) I have never seen anybody completely hang out a teammate to dry uh, that poorly since John Terry fucked Wayne Bridge's wife back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to be kidding me. (laughs) Um, A terrible back pass. Didn't even look. Uh, was way too short for the goalkeeper. David Luiz wasn't there because he wasn't supposed to be there. Um, has no business playing that ball. And he really put David Luiz under the cosh and the entire defense. Uh, Bird Leno was out quickly and did force. Um, I can't remember I can't remember who had Was it Tammy? Probably had to be yeah, it was Tammy. Tammy. Uh, forced him wide, which allowed Luiz to recover. Um, and then, but, it, you know, tackled him i've seen i've seen i've seen david louise do worse for yeah, no absolutely well the other thing is mustafi tried to recover and i think that it looked like to me that that was david louise's chief complaint about the red itself was that i'm not the last defender right he was you know he was on the six like he was he was already recovered he was back but it it was the, not necessarily the last defender it was the denial of a clear goal scoring opportunity yeah yeah and 
Yes, it's a red card. I had no complaints about the red other than Mustafi's performance for the red. <laughs> um, the wrong guy got sent off. And to open Chelsea's scoring again, excuse me, Jorginho from the spot, uh, which I've become too familiar with now, having mm-hmm. happened the first go-round uh, again. Um, now, I think it was following a corner. Mustafi did get the clearance to Martinelli, so he was credited with an assist. Uh, Martinelli's first touch was terrible, and there was a bit of luck in it uh, where Rudiger slipped, but he did when run... When Rudiger was Conte who actually slipped. Oh, it was Conte. It was Conte. But slipped. it was... Um, oh, that's right, because Rudiger would have been up for the corner. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was a little bit of luck, but 70-yard sprint to compose himself as well as he did, and Keppa did nothing to help himself at all. No. Uh, and Martinelli just slotted home very well. <laughs> Um, one one, and then uh, I think it was Mustafi again. We have this weird kind of half zonal, half man to man. Whoever was marking Aspilicueta, who's one of the shorter people on the pitch, um, from that corner, also not just, one to find the net very often mm-hmm. either. Completely lost him, and he just tapped in at the near post. No problem. Bird Leno couldn't get down quick enough to 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 stop it, and. I don't remember exactly who it was, and I didn't write it down, but it was probably Mustafi's fault also. I just blame him. I just feel comfortable saying that. Um, Granit Xhaka actually played very well, sliding back into a, a center-back position defensively. Um, he Interesting did, he did from step forward. Arteta to not, mm-hmm. to not really go... Everybody's immediate reaction when you see a defender get a red card is to immediately put on another center back and pull one of your attacking options. It helps when we don't really have anymore. (laughs) And well, credit to him for not doing it. Yeah. It it helps when the only one we have is a 21 year old Greek player who's played four times for the club. You know? Right. And we still need to try to push forward. We can't just throw the game away. It's only a 24th minute. Precisely. So uh, you're right. Credit to him for doing it. Jaka did very well. Actually looked more comfortable in that position than he does in his own. Yeah. um, Most of the time. And he was uh, he was kind of calm Mustafi down, it seemed, uh, for real. And offensively, he would step forward into the midfield line and, and help out there in his normal position. Um, so 2-1, Aspilicueta's goal. And you think, fuck, we held out you know, after Martinelli's for, for a little while. It was gutsy. We did what we needed looking, to do. Yeah, but it's the 84th minute. You're like, shit. There's the fucking heartbreaker. That's it. Q Hector Bellerin. Yep. Hasn't played for a very long time. Got the full 90 minutes. Captain aside, they gave him acres of space. He cut in from his, his from the corner of the box um, as, as a right back on his weaker left foot and put it through a sea of bodies very accurately into that far corner. And Keppa great could, hit. Couldn't get to it. Yeah, it was hit. a wonderful hit. And just with the fight and determination of the team, you could hear the Arsenal end through the television. Rocking again, right? We barely have that at the Emirates anymore. They were fully behind the team in full voice, full song. It was wonderful. And it felt like a win under the circumstances. Feels like Arteta's fingerprints are starting to get all over yep. this team now. Absolutely. And that's a really good thing. A lot of fight, not not giving up. It seems like a little bit more clear direction when they're attacking. It yep. just it seems more organized. They have a fucking plan. Yeah, they're organized. They have a plan. Now, we our defense is still shite, right? Our the people that are there suck. Right. So, 
there's still going to be mistakes. There's still going to be problems. Bird Leno is still going to be hung out the dry on occasion. So what happened just now, right, with, with Mustafi's errant back pass, to put it politely, and David Luiz having to try to do something to stop a certain Tammy Abraham goal um, and him doing it. But besides that, they look like a team, right? Some of the performances you've put in, and not even just this one, but some of the performances you've put in haven't been particularly good, but you have a plan, you have effort, and you have players that are that are leaving it on the field. Yeah. And at the minimum, that's what should be required. And they you're in most games, then you're not. Yeah. And yeah. that's what we're since, doing the same thing. Si- we're in most since games. Making that change. Yeah. Since making that change that that's we've been in every game. There's a every little bit there's belief in. that's starting to creep back in. I mean, look <laughs> at where Watford what versus where they are now. Right. Right? Now they have double the wins of than managers they've had this season. <laughs> it's and it's not because Nigel Pearson, some master tactician, is just gave him a kick in the ass. Yeah, you know, got him, got him so, focused. Um, a, a draw that feels like a win for us, um, <coughs> given the circumstances. Down to ten men for a majority of the game, and after what happened with Chelsea's comeback before right. last time out just a few weeks ago, it this it definitely felt like a win. Good, good. Um, for for us, uh, Moise Ken, Moist Ken, finally on the score sheet. Now I have a problem with this. Okay, great feet, great swivel, good hit. Debravka probably could have done better. Yeah, but Moise Ken's celebration after not having a goal for so long, as a very highly rated young forward, you would have thought that he would have had something in mind, and his celebration was whack. It was like a fake, bad version of what Daniel Sturridge used to do with his little the arm dance he used to do with the shoulders and stuff. So you and it was pitiful. To practice their celebrations. You need something, man. I, I per- personally, I, you need I would. Something. I'll agree with you on that one. It did definitely look like the Humpty Dance. Yeah, it definitely looked. It like was the bad. Humpty Dance. It was bad. You got to be original. I I just think he was so fucking happy. He didn't know what the hell to do. Um. And then, and then another uh, another big thing is um, worth mentioning is Dominic Calvin Lewin since the departure of um, no I'm sorry uh, I'll take that back because Rooney had ten no it wasn't in all it was in all competitions it wasn't ten in the prem but uh, since Lukaku Dominic Calvin Lewin is now a double digit goal scorer for this team yep. and I'll be the first one to say I was highly critical of him didn't think he was the guy for the job. You know what? He's figuring out how to do it. And when you got a guy who gives you double digit goals, your offense is starting to move in the right direction. Absolutely. He was lucky in, in this day and age. I'm not saying that I would have necessarily agreed with it. Mm-hmm. But in this day and age with VAR and the manner in which they look at some of these replays, I think he's lucky not to have seen red for that elbow on, oh, yeah. the, on Lascelles. Now, what was also very funny is when Lascelles squared up to him, he pushed his hand in front of his nose as if to say Lascelles had very bad breath. Your breath stank. <laughs> I, I, that was I fucking put, hysterical. I tweeted that. <laughs> that was fucking hysterical. I tweeted that. And Loved then, it. And then later on, Yuri Mina had a uh, soccer ball baby. Yeah. He put it up in his shirt and started to walk away and then just dropped it. Nice. <laughs> like, gave birth to the soccer ball baby. Um, and Y'all uh, dominated everything from the start <coughs> of this game. 
Should have been five nothing. Oh, yeah. Honestly, should have been. There was, uh, and now I, the credit there goes to Debravka. So although he didn't do well with the first goal for for Moise Ken, uh, as usual, he, he came up just trumps. Yeah. It's there. You you look back and you're like, oh yeah, there were four goal saving saves. Like just miraculous dives, getting to the corner, doing everything right. Like you know, it just. Dubravka, arguably one of the best shot stoppers, I think, in the Prem. Absolutely. One of the best goalkeepers in the Prem, period. (laughs) I mean, he catches a lot of it, too. Not just, like, Guaida for Crystal Palace, a fantastic shot stopper, but he can't catch the ball. Right. Yeah, he puts a lot of stuff Pepe Reina showed us in a 30-second span all of his various methods of stopping the ball, but not catching it. Right. (laughs) Oh, um, ultimately, I want to talk about Dina's pass. Mm-hmm. To Calvert Lewin for his goal. Yeah, it would have been a good pass had the entire Newcastle team not made a hallway for him and just showed him, <laughs> "Hey, just pass it through here. He's open." Yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> two full lines of players just stepped to either their left or right and just made this massive hole directly to Calvert Lewin. And right. Dina was like, "Oh, even right footed." Dina was like, "Boom, there you go." Yeah, <laughs> not a problem. Um. <laughs> Calvert Lewin, good turn, got the ball out from under his feet really well, and then rifled it into the far side. So um, you're going to probably have a different opinion than I of this, but for me... Don't try to take the sting out of it. There is no sting to be had. It's a throwaway game and a throwaway season. Yeah, it sucked. It sucked. You know what? You know what, though? It wasn't a fucking loss. But it felt like one. No, didn't I, feel it like one. It felt like one for me while I was watching it. Yeah. It did not feel like a loss. 2-0 into stoppage time. And a defender <laughs> with an overhead kick looking like Zlatan. And then the same defender scoring again, his first and second goals for the club. And Jordan Pickford forgot that he needs to stand in front of the line when he tries to catch That's a ball. That's very true. Instead of behind the line. Well, there's... Um, there's Maybe this... the drug started to wear off from the rave. No, nah, I tend to think that Jordan... Um, Jordan has uh, two castleitis. Whenever, whenever he faces Newcastle, he uh, forgets how to play goalkeeper. Well, that's true because he uh, he was a Sunderland boy, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, 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 and he, he always blows it. I, you know, I've it, it sucked. Yeah, it, I mean, it was shocking more than anything else. You're just kind of like, huh? Right. Like we kicked the shit out of them, and it's a draw. Then you sit there and you kind of look at it and you go, you know, it's. Fuck, that's not our team on the pitch. Like, not yeah. all of... I mean, some of our team, but not all of our team. And, you know, we're missing Richie. And and the subs that the subs that Ancelotti had to make, he had to sub out, you know, the three guys up top because they'd been running their dicks off. Like, Bernard, Ken were just exhausted by the end. But I- so you, you have to put them on. And then, so who do you have left? You have Omar Nias because you're so limited on your people that he comes out onto the pitch fresh set of legs ball on his feet at midfield decides to touch it too long and lose it which is what led to the first corner kick which led to the first goal does like, he still wear the wristbands uh yes <laughs> that's so i hate that and you look at it and you go okay well that guy's not going to be on the pitch ever again Morgan Schneiderlin and he Morgan Schneiderlin didn't have a terrible game he actually had a fairly decent game He's not going to be on the pitch for Everton anymore. Like the minute these players start to get healthy, those guys aren't going to be, you know, Delph will be exactly what he's supposed to be—a squad player that's good in the locker room. 
not a guy who has to start every week, week in and in out. Like I hear you. <coughs> and then you got you know a kid like Davies. It's trial by fire for him right now. He has to whenever he plays, and he's hard on his sleeve because he's he's an Everton boy through and through. But because of that, there's going to be tons of fucking mistakes. Yeah. And and he got the foul that led to the to the second goal. And and I I would like to think I'll take the wisdom of my manager from all of this. And uh, I like what he had to say about it. Looked at the boys and told them. Yeah, so once I was up 3 nothing in a Champions League final. That's true. <laughs> That's true. And it was against the team across Stanley Park. Um, I appara- watched that game in Aruba. Apparently that went over very well in the locker room. The whole locker room just went, okay, yeah, I feel a lot enough. less. I feel, feel well, Steve, Steve Bruce looked embarrassed, to be honest. All right, we're not talking about that anymore. Well, we're on to I, the next segment. You almost ruined a joke. Did you see the guy in Brooklyn? That uh, successfully registered a beer as an, emor- as, as an emotional support animal? No, I did not. Well, it happened. And uh, I feel like you might need one, so I'm going to open one for you, buddy. Yeah. I don't. I'm good. So, rounding out the rest <laughs> of the league, and oh, so that happened. No. Liverpool <laughs> 2, Wolverhampton 1, Tottenham 2, Norwich 1, Leicester City 4, West Ham 1, ouch. Uh, Southampton 2, Palace 0, Bournemouth 3, Brighton 1, Man City won, Sheffield nil. Um, Liverpool just keep winning, even when Wolves threw a pretty good fight I mean, at them. Man. They were well in this game. Uh, pretty much all the stats were even, except shots. Uh, Wolves only managed three shots on target to Liverpool six, but they held Liverpool to six. Yeah. Uh, it was a, a damn good game. Possession was almost even. I think Liverpool only had 2%, uh, 2% more. Um, <laughs> Early goal. Early goal hurt them because then you're playing catch up the rest of right. the match for Wolves. Absolutely. Well, um, it was a Trent Alexander on our corner uh, again, and this time Jordan Henderson on the end of it. Uh, and then Sadio Mane went down injured on 33 minutes. Um, I haven't really heard anything other than that, so I don't know how long he's going to be out, if 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 at all. Um, and they actually drew level, Wolves did, through a uh, uh, Jimenez header. Uh, very well done. Completely meant to do it. Just a little... Kind of daft, flicked header to the far side. Uh, but you also had, again, Traore providing that assist. Man's had an amazing season. Is there anything he can't do? Well, he can't shoot from 25 yards after a full sprint. We saw that. <laughs> that was terrible, that effort. Yeah. Um, when he was seemingly clean in. Uh, we also know that Allison's face, in and of itself, is just better than Jordan Pickford's all-around goalkeeping. Oh, thanks. Um <laughs> As he took one clean off the noggin <laughs> from Raul Jimenez's uh, close-range effort. Um, and then Firmino. Terrible touch uh, when he cut inside uh, following that pass. But he got it out from under his feet well. Um, and just got to it, a little snapshot to the far side. And, and Liverpool figured out yet another way to win. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you now start to look at the remaining schedule. And it's just like, all right. Who might be able to beat them? I don't want to because I don't know that there is anyone that can. Um, I mean, you put My invincibles might be gone. <coughs> you 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 think perhaps City, but it's going to be at Anfield, right? So the balls in there. They haven't lost in like a hundred fucking games right. or something ridiculous. 
And then you say, okay, maybe at Goodison simply because it is the rival. And let's face it, if if Everton is healthy enough by then, they that's going to be their season. Well, that'll also, be that'll be the game. So that'll be the one that they they leave everything on the field for. You also throw form out the window for a derby. Yeah, always, always so. do. Um, and then. While I don't feel any confidence in West Ham next week because they're currently struggling, you West Ham does face Liverpool basically twice over the course of three weeks. Right. It normally, no matter how good a team is, that playing them again it doesn't typically work out well simply because the team already knows what, what you're coming at them with. Right. You know, I mean, we saw that earlier in the year with uh, Southampton and City, and City, when they played them in the league, really struggled. Yep. You know, really, really struggled against a team at the time that was faltering big time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> um, good from Wolves. Now we just need to see this intensity from Wolves on a regular basis. Right. Well, they always pick themselves up for the for the big six. Right. So we've seen this. They lose to teams that they're not supposed to lose to. They lose to Norwich. They lose to or drop points at least minimum. Yeah. They they those are the teams they need to worry about. I think they lost to Brighton earlier in the season. Yeah, they. It, it's that's the problem. Is is those guys can raise their game and leave everything on the field for the big clubs. It's the the teams, you know, around them, right there, that kind of mid table, and then the the teams below them that that they struggle to get themselves up for. United and Ole need to be very nervous because Wolves come to town. They're they're. This next weekend, as you'll that see, that is in the my wrong bet. team at the wrong time. As you'll see in my bet of the week, huh? My bet too. Mm. Yeah, no shit. How about that? Yep. So, um, both like Les Miz. We bet on the same football teams. <laughs> Look at that. Spurs get the win, but it didn't feel very good, did it? It didn't feel very convincing or confident. Well, you say that like it ever feels good for me when Spurs wins. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I hate it. That's one of the worst things that happen on a regular basis in my life. <laughs> um, but no, it was, it was good, however, because you never want to see that type of injury, that type of shit happen. Right. It was good to see Hugo Lloris back um, and, and, and being able to last a full 90 minutes and everything yeah. else. That was a seemingly innocuous thing that happened, the, the kind of tip over the bar, and then he you know fell to the ground and just put his arms to break his fall and like dislocated his fucking elbow yeah exactly um just a freak accident but it was very good to see him uh see him back out there um norwich to their credit were well in this game um but there wasn't a ton of quality on display to be honest besides the goals themselves yeah uh only five shots on target between the two clubs um serge Aurier with a very good very good cross and deli alley timing his run perfectly to steal in and and tap in uh and then uh, Cessignon, who I actually forgot was at Tottenham, to be fair. Um, he gave away a penalty because he didn't track a very simple run uh, from the outside right. Uh, and Team Mapuki um, scoring, uh, sneaking it under the outstretched, uh, previously injured elbow of Hugo Lloris, who should have done better. Uh, but it was a very accurate shot right to the corner. Um, he was pretty lucky, though. Didn't strike it particularly well. Uh, and then everyone's favorite nice guy. The National treasure, the Sun sweetest, Hume-Men. the sweetest man on earth. Sun Heung-min won the game for Spurs after a terribly deflected cross that looped right into his pass path. I'm sorry because there is no one more deserving of a sitter than Sun Heung-min. 
you know, Sam, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> what a what a wonderful, charming spirit. You know, something yeah. some someone that that children should aspire to be is you is just a man like him. him at this point, Graham. Of course. So you know what's scaring me though is normally mm-hmm. if someone's like freaking out and really over the top about it, kind of like I am, you don't really have a ton to be concerned about. Right. No. The it's calmness. the calm quietness. It's scary. Yeah, that's yeah. the serial killer aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Straight psychopath. Uh, I got a little story for you at the end of this segment that I'll give you. So it's okay. Let's keep going. That makes it even worse. I know. Please tell me got a hooker in in uh, somewhere. I don't know. So, um, <laughs> Lester. Putting the boots to the hammers. Do we need to start being worried about West Ham? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the last time David Moyes, well, he kept him up, but his job previous to that, he um, took Sunderland down. Or maybe his job right after that, took yeah. Sunderland down. Um, I would definitely be concerned uh, if they can't get some key pieces back. I think Yarmolenko's been out for a while, and, and he's... One of their better players, to be fair. Um, Manuel Lanzini's not playing very particularly well, um, yeah. but he was back in the side finally after a very long injury layoff. Um, but, yeah, it, I'd be very worried for them. I'd be very worried for them. Lester really – I mean, it was coming at some point because Lester hasn't been on a great run of form, and they are a good team. Right. Jamie Vardy went down uh, with, an, with a hamstring. Looked pretty bad, <laughs> to be honest with you. And Jamie Vardy, Mel uh, – Went off, holding his hamstring. Jogged off, holding his hamstring. Came back on for a further, like, 12 minutes. <laughs> Tried to run. Pulling a hamstring is one of the most painful things. Oh, yeah. And you also can't fucking do anything. Not Jamie Vardy. <coughs> no. Jamie Vardy came out and ran for 12 more minutes um, before he sat down and has to come it? off. I'm no, Jamie he didn't do Vardy, anything. that's why. He walked off. He didn't even sit down off the pitch. He just walked off because the trainers came on, and he was like, right. oh, fuck. And the ref waved him back on. So he came back on and, and ran. Ugh. And then finally, a few minutes later, he sat down. I was like, all right, I can't, I can't do it. But it was nuts. I <laughs> the announcer to, uh... at the time was like, it looks as bad as Kane's. Like, he just completely <laughs> shredded his hamstring there. Harry Kane, off on a stretcher. But, yeah. right. <laughs> Jamie Vardy, now nah, I'm going to run for 12 Vardy. more minutes. Yeah. I say, uh, I'm going to run for 12 to, more to quote, to quote the late, great uh, 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 Rick James. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly, 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 do not sue us. <laughs> right? Yeah, please. <laughs> you can't sue for nothing. <laughs> That's all we have. Um, Although, Lester, the, Lester, the chicken needed. and Vardy, we're keeping that story going. Oh, absolutely. Cocaine and Vardy, allegedly. <laughs> the, Lester needed needed that nice, big confidence boost. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um I can't believe the uh, the challenge from Ogbana. <coughs> that was terrible. Yeah. Tried the exact same defender's move that Ben Mee tried last week. Yeah. It was just a coming together. It was, mm. We just got tangled up. Nah. No, no, no. Nah. You tackled uh-uh. him. You tackled him. You went straight into him. Not a problem. But uh, Harvey Barnes had himself a hell of a game. Oh, yeah. Had himself a hell of a game. Um, finding first finishing off uh, the one-two that he started with Ricardo Pereira. Right. And then finding Pereira later on for an absolute Hulk smash of a shot from just outside the area. Yep. Uh, that was fantastic. Um, Iosi Perez, after that, then you know <coughs> stole the show, basically. A um, little bit of a soft penalty just before that, though, called on Wilfred Ndidi. Uh, and I don't think it's any surprise that Ndidi gets restored to the side following a long injury layoff. Uh, well, long. F- three, four weeks. 
and Leicester's problems seemed to be fixed. They looked more balanced. They looked more organized. They looked more confident. Wilfred and Didi does exactly what N'Golo Conte did the year they won the title. I was going to say, do we think he's more important to this team now in its current construct than uh, than Conte was during the championship run? Uh, <coughs> no, because they're not winning a title. Fair enough. And they're not close to it. Yeah. Um, but... In general, just in in general terms, he is the most important cog in that team, yes. Oh, hands down. I would agree with that. Without Vardy, Ineacho's popped up with a couple goals. Iuzi Perez, a couple goals. Madison's Madison, score. Harvey Barnes now. Yeah. Tillemans is, is known to pop up with a few. Yeah. So there's there's goals in that team, right? Ch- they could deal Chowdhury's, without Vardy. Chowdhury's not Ndidi. No. Not even close. Yeah, and that's even really the looks dip- like that's he's really the folded up and Didi on his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, he's got a massive afro, Mel. I just love it when you guys laugh at your own jokes. So, Palace is now. I'm sorry, not Palace. Um, Southampton is now in ninth place. Southampton's now in the top ten. Yep. A complete mess of a side, and they're now in the top fucking ten. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Palace in this game didn't manage a shot on target, and if you don't shoot on target, you'll You're won't not score, score a goal. A goal. Yeah. Yep, and that, that proved to be the case as Palace ended up uh, shooting a blank at home. But House and Hoodle has really revitalized this team um, completely. Yeah, it also helps when people like Shank Tosun are in twenty-five yards worth of space and blast it into Rosette. Yeah, um, I'm now beginning. To just think that he's a bad player, that he's just not good. Yeah, I mean, it's like that was he didn't even test the goalkeeper. He was wide open by himself. <laughs> he shot too early and wildly. I I don't want to go making excuses for him, but he feels like a player that's not good enough for the prem. He probably absolutely does, did great in Turkey, and he probably will go back to Turkey and do amazing again. Just. Either you got what it takes to be in the Prem or you don't, and I don't think he does, even though I still want to sell him to Palace for $100 million. Um, Are we... St- loss at home, starting to lose games that they should be winning a couple in a row now. Are we starting to see the slip of Palace? Do we think Palace is going to do a nosedive here? It's entirely possible, um, but you'd have to imagine that between Jordan Ayew and Wilfred Zaha... They will figure out a way to score enough goals to stay up. Got it. Um, I don't think they're going. I, I think, agree. I, I think agree. there's enough teams that are worse than they are. They they might pull a Brighton. Yeah. From last season, where the other three teams that went down were just worse than Brighton. Right. Brighton didn't do anything to help themselves, <laughs> um, and I think we could be watching that absolutely. Um, but a team for everything that Shank Tosun's shot wasn't. Nathan Redmond's and Stuart Armstrong's both were yeah. all of those things. Two wonderful hits from outside the area. Um, both dispatched expertly and uh, and both found the back of the net. Yep. So uh, let's get through these last two pretty quickly because we're, uh, we're pretty long as it is already. And uh, this is oh so that happened anyways. Um, cherries get a desperately needed win and... And I think it's honestly, I don't think it's because the Cherries did anything necessarily well. 
I think it's because they caught the right team at the right time because Brighton no want to win in January. <laughs> they only had three shots on target and only had 34% <laughs> of the ball, Bournemouth, but they scored with all three shots. It was another team that hit 100% of their uh, efforts. Yeah. Um, Brighton were woeful, uh, to be honest with you. Just they, they weren't taking chances. They gave away possession cheaply at times. Excuse me. And they were just caught uh, caught by the surprise of Bournemouth. They Bournemouth finally rediscovered their identity. Um, and both uh, Wilson boys, uh, no relation though, Callum and Harry, um, finally ended their respective goal droughts. Yep. So they needed it. Uh, Pascal Gross was unfortunate to turn the ball into his own net. He had to do something with it because Wilson was there, uh, Callum Wilson, and would have turned it home. He was right on the doorstep. So if they can start scoring goals again, I think they'll be fine. Nathan Ake's back fit. Um, I think they'll be okay again. I think this next weekend they play Villa at home, and I think Villa's going to give them the boots. We'll see. Yeah, um, It's entirely possible. <coughs> Um, so for the uh, obviously there was the the penalty the penalty and everything for um, for the Sheffield City game, but ultimately Sheffield played them tough. You know they limited City to just five yeah. shots on goal. Yeah, which you know they, they 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 played good hustle ball. Really, the big part of the the really the big story Laporte back for for City. Yep, that's that's fucking everything. Unfortunately, it's two months too late. Because yep. he, he Liverpool's is too far ahead now, right? But but that defense will now all the problems we've been talking about their defense will now be instantaneously solved with Laporte being back in that in that line. Absolutely. The other <laughs> thing is I didn't notice, and I didn't know if you saw that mm -hmm. uh, Everton um, uh, former youth player Mo Besic, not a youth player. He, we we brought him over from a team, but oh, you yes, did? Oh, yeah. I just brought him over. He was still young. Um, just wasn't in your youth team, huh? Yeah, I gotcha. But Mo Besic back at uh, at South at um, Sheffield United. Yep. I didn't know he was there. Yep. Yeah, we sent him over on loan. He also scored a goal in the cup game this weekend. There you go. Still doing uh, the same dumb shit he was doing when he played for you. Oh yeah, tackle that the tackle fuck out of people. for no fucking reason against Laporte too. Yeah, it was a back pass on the edge of his box on the uh, city's left. Uh, uh, Sheffield's right hand side. So, so, um, and slid for like seven yards. <laughs> so, here's the more important thing. Let's get let's get to the the story I have for you, Sam. Okay. So, um, you're feeling pretty chesty. You're feeling you know strong and Mister Man, and you're gonna talk about it here in uh, prediction time and everything. So, I'll let you know. In my life as a younger man, I uh, I once thought I was pretty chesty, and uh, decided to call the old man out. My old man, as I've uh, told you before, but I haven't told uh, uh, the people on the show, my father was uh, 6'8", 489 pounds, literally the height and width of a doorway. The man would turn sideways and bend down to walk into a room. And when I was 16 years old, I was feeling pretty good about myself, thought I was a big swinging dick, and I decided to call the old man out. And I went ahead and I took my go at him, and he immediately put me into a headlock, and then proceeded to whack me right between my eyes, just above my nose and my forehand, with the palm of his hand. He did not hit me. The palm of his hand. And I remember seeing a great flash of light. And I remember waking up to my mom throwing a cold washcloth on my face and going, do you feel fucking better about yourself? I say that because... 
Sam, you're at some point you're going to come at me. And I always look out for you, and I always take care of you, and I always try to give you good advice. And much like my father, at some point you're going you're gonna to call the old man out. And I want to let you know it's going to hurt me a lot more <laughs> than it's going to hurt you when I cut you to the quick. And you, too, are going to wake up from the There's floor. So many metaphors. Right. You, you too, are going to wake up from the f- on the floor with producer Mel throwing a cold washcloth in your face. <laughs> It'll be a cold beer. Saying, yeah, that'll be better. Saying, do you feel better about your fucking self? It's time to tell you what little we know. It is prediction time. Except I know a lot. For once. For <laughs> once. Uh, Pat uh, is on a streak. Um, he didn't pick Arsenal. He picked the half a point. So the draw made it uh, made him a winner. Oh, yeah. all right. <clears throat> Kitty's back to uh, 500. I missed on the under, and, well, we all knew it would eventually happen that Sam Graham would finally hit one of his cockamamie bets. You feeling good about yourself, Sam? I am. And you're still over a G in the hole at 1187. Not this week. So what shit craziness do you envision for, your, for you to hit this week, killer? Now it's a bet from Chesty Graham. It is. There's, there's your sound bite. It is. So two away wins uh, is what I went for. No, one was home, one at. Doesn't matter. This week, I'm going for two away wins uh, in another parlay. And I'm also going to add in a third rung of the ladder there, Mel. Uh, wait a Okay. All right. <coughs> Throw it at me. Wolves to win at Manchester United. All right. With there being under three and a half total goals in the game. Okay. Okay. What is okay. that paying you? Uh, it's a parlay, and I'm okay. not done. <laughs> It's a parlay, and I'm not done. So that's one. I did almost the exact same bet. So that's almost. part of it. Wolves to win at Man U at under three and a half goals total in the game. All right. Also, in addition to that, Arsenal to win at Burnley. Now that Mel gave me a whopping plus seven seventy one. Well, yeah, because Burnley likes to Burnley. A whopping seven seventy one. Okay. Okay. I'm putting two hundred on it, and I'm gonna be in the positive at the end of this weekend by over four hundred dollars. Or because it's going to net me a grand total of fifteen forty two, my friend. And okay. If you lose, you're back to what? Thirteen uh, <coughs> thirteen eighty seven. <laughs> Which is fine because that was less than I was down with the prior. So so that's in, so that's interesting because mom. My bet kind of falls in the same realm only because I'm doing United and uh, and uh, Wolves, but I'm also taking a different score line than you. So, anywho. Okay. All right, so let's go ahead and get to uh, our boy. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. S-T-Even. Steven is, the na- is my name. I'm on a roll, and sometimes... Being even feels like money won. Let's keep my three-week winning streak alive with another safe, smart bet. Sunday's primetime game is Tottenham hosting Manchester City. So I'm not really keen on picking a side in this game. Last time they played to a 2-2 draw in August. So I'm just going to put 105 on the over of three and a half goals at minus 105. 
Hope to be back in the black next week and maybe have a risky bet to make with some real money. But I like making those kind of bets with money in the bank, not with my daughter's college fund. Have a great week. I'm about to be the only one in the positive, so. You, you, you're, you, the problem is, is you're overlooking the one nothing loss you're going to have at Turf more. But I'm not, though. We're their bogey team. I've already proved it. I told you that earlier. Burnley, Sean Dice has never beat us. It's not going to happen. All we need is a draw. It's going to be fine. Ugly 1-1. One, one. We will take care of it. An Pierre McAbomiang is going to be back as well, I believe. All right. So, all right. Um, you're getting a little too close for my liking, so I'm now at minus uh, 667. So, for this week's... Big Sam's Lock of the Week. That's right. Motherfucking... I can't talk. Yeah, percent of the time, it works 100% of the time. That's right. Thank you for, thank you for the save, producer Mel. That's I appreciate right. It. Motherfucking... <laughs> That's what he started. That's right, motherfucker. <laughs> um, I'm taking a parlay myself. I'm going to go with Wolves for the win, and I'm taking the under of two and a half, which is the normal line. So right. you you tweak the line up to yeah, three just and to a be half. safe. <laughs> and that payout to me is a plus five seventy five. So Ooh. so for me, do I want to lose knowing that you lose, or do I want to win and hope that Arsenal fuck it up for you? You'll want to win and hope that Arsenal fuck it up for me. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. So wait, if you win, that'll put you at what? Um, that'll get me to about like minus a hundred and like twenty. And so, even if you both win, you're still ahead. No, he'll be ahead. I'll be way right. ahead. I'll be ahead by over five hundred. Now, if you both lose, though, who's the biggest loser? Me. Oh, it's still him. All right, I just he's, want to make sure we know he's me. still because I bet I also bet two hundred on mine. All right, so I would go back to thirteen eighty seven or whatever it is. I think and it's he'd still be about so you're either about six hundred behind or the me. Big loser. Right, and you're only All betting a right. hundred, right? Yeah, I'm only betting. 100. So you would come down to seven sixty seven. And I'd be at thirteen something. I just so. need to keep track of all the shenanigans. Yep. Yeah. Um that's a pretty great segment, but we give you more. We give you Kitty the Chicken. <laughs> now, as the season goes on, they dance. Oh, never mind, there goes Sam breaking into his uh getting it, getting it. Oh yeah. Big man dancing in the corner. So um <laughs> Kitty was in good spirits today. I went up to visit her because it was surprisingly warm for January. Yep. So uh, they got a chance to scoot around the yard and picket worms and, uh, you know, all the good stuff. So this week I gave Kitty Newcastle hosting Notch City. Norwich City. Notch. I got Remember, it. Remember, the Canaries. It doesn't matter. They're getting regulated anyway. I may or may not have regulated. I may or may not have picked this game purposely just to make her say Norwich. Say, say Notch. Notch is getting regulated. Yep, Notch. Notch is getting regulated. Uh. So, uh, Kitty, <laughs> she handed me an old backstage pass and a picture of her sharing a bottle of whiskey with... Nope, not the lead seater of Cornell's. It was Brian Johnson <laughs> of ACDC as Back in Black rang from the coop. Now, Brian is a proud member of Toon Army, and clearly Kitty agrees that Notch is getting regulated, and Toon Army's going to win this weekend. Um, Who are the Cornell's? Didn't I say it wrong? The Connell's, thank you very much. Cornell's, Cornell's. Go ahead Outselling Hasselhoff is a big deal. Yeah, go ahead and take us out, honey. They were, uh, yeah, one year. They were bigger than Hasselhoff. 
And so, um, party people, as always, remember to gamble legally and <laughs> responsibly. Party people. Neither one of us went. No, but we won. <laughs> yeah, we won 5-4, uh, we were told, by old Jakey Poo, our <laughs> goalkeeper. Uh, called us and told us that we won. So, so well done. Finished 4-4-1, four, four and one, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, yep. so not, not bad, not great. New schedule's not up yet either. Big surprise. Yep. Would, would love for us to get into the playoffs, like to see us make the playoffs. Yeah. This team's good enough to do it. We just seem to slip at the wrong times. Correct, and I may or may not be there on Tuesday. Ah, it's my actual anniversary. Yeah, very true. So we're taking Tegan to dinner at the Owl Bar, uh, where we get fifteen percent off for life because we were married at the Belvedere. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So every year on our anniversary, we go there. Very nice. Yep. All right, Sammy. So that about wraps it up. Any parting words? I do. Some very unfortunate news uh, in the world of sport. Um, Longtime Barcelona fan and very close friend of Ronaldinho. Um, met, actually, Ronaldinho introduced him to Lionel Messi when Messi was 17 and told him that he was going to be the greatest of all time. No shit. Yep. Uh, but, sadly, Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and uh, seven other people were killed uh, in a helicopter uh, crash today. Yeah. Uh, but a little peek behind the curtain. We're recording on Sunday uh, this week. Um, so it happened this morning. Very sad. Uh, obviously, um, but he was very involved uh, with Barcelona, actually going over on multiple occasions, going to games, um, doing promotional videos with with uh, Ronaldinho um, and, and various things of that nature. Just good friends, those two. Um, but in Calabasas, California, uh, his helicopter went down. Uh, that helicopter also contained, uh, as I said, his 13-year-old daughter, uh, Gianna, uh, who was an aspiring basketball player. A um, lot of pictures floating around of him and her at games, at Laker games, where he was breaking down everything that was happening for her, trying to really teach her and and uh, uh, about the sport. Um, there was also another child from her team, uh, and th- that kid's parent uh, was there as well. Um, the pilot, uh, and also a college coach, uh, among other, the others that, uh, that have perished. Mm-hmm. So eight total passengers and the pilot, nine, nine people passed away. Um, very sad, obviously for the, for the world of sport, just in general, um, besides one small shaky period in his life, he was, uh, an inspiration to many, um, a great sportsman, a, a, a wonderful father from what, what human doesn't have mistakes in their life. Absolutely. No, I'm not I'm yeah. casting judgment on the man. I, you know, he was a, a a wonderful person, and the 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 Mamba mentality inspires so many that the the ultra competitiveness. I uh, heard somebody today on the radio say that um, for him, even if his own mother was standing in front of the basket, he'd near in the face to get there. Uh, he was he so badly wanted to score. Um, one of his final tweets was congratulating uh, LeBron James for passing him on the all-time <laughs> scorers list just uh, Saturday uh, evening. Yep. So uh, terribly sad. Um, the world's going to miss him. Uh, but he, again, was an inspiration to many and, and just allow the, uh, the Mamba mentality to, to continue to motivate us all and, and continue to, to, you know, light the fire of our competitiveness and, you know, <laughs> It's just, it's terrible. Yep. 
and obviously in, in, in the football world specifically, we had last year, uh, you know, Vishay Shinadaba uh, Prava, uh, Lester's uh, owner, that died in a um, in a helicopter crash just outside the stadium. So, uh, just and Cardiff City signing Emilio uh, Saha in a plane crash. In a plane crash, yeah. It's just uh, a lot of aviation accidents, uh, obviously recently, and and you know, kind of connected to the world of football. And it's sad. It's really sad. And uh, the world's gonna miss him. And um, forty one years old. Yeah. <clears throat> Too young. My uh, my old man was forty. Yep. Yep. Too too fucking young. Absolutely. Well, they're you know, they're they're most of them are too young to be honest. True. You know, most of them are too young. So that's gonna wrap it up, boys and girls. Um, real quick, I sorry to kill the mood, guys. Oh, that's okay. I'm about to lighten it up again. I forgot to uh, <laughs> feed the couple losers, the Dort Spirek couple losers. So mine says, even a blind squirrel finds a nut. To be referenced to you, lucky motherfucker. <laughs> Didn't I fuck that saying up once with you off air? Yes, you did. I say something like How did he say it? I said like even a blind dog he was like takes a shit nut, or something. Nut, was, nut squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> it was something dumb. I was no. like, yeah, even a blind dog barks at a <laughs> raccoon from time to time. Like it made no fucking sense. Whatever it was I said. It was Alrighty. stupid. So uh <laughs> next next up is uh injury time. It's just a preview of the weekend, and it's a little more show just like this, except for we get a little uh, mouthier. Yeah. Uh, Sam, if people want to uh, check out our Patreon, how do they do that? So again, it is www.patreon.com backslash D football show, and Patreon is P-A-T-R-E-O-N. All righty, everybody. Um, and outside of that, we'll talk to you next week. That's it. Buenas noches. I have never seen anybody completely hang out a teammate to dry since John Terry fucked Wayne Bridge's wife back in the day. <laughs> <laughs>